Hello, I'm Brian, and this is Old School Relaxation. Guided meditation and relaxation, the old school RPG way. Get comfortable, open your ears and your mind, and let me do the work. It's normal to feel some stress, anxiety, and worry during difficult times. To help stay calm, focused, and relaxed, listen to this old school relaxation podcast. Sometimes a glass of wine or a quality beer is helpful too, but not as helpful as this podcast. Let's start by making sure that you're hydrated, comfortable, and relaxed. Leave the concerns of 2020 behind, letting any worries flow through you. Concentrate on my voice and imagine yourself traveling through the world I describe. Tonight's episode is inspired by Barbarians of Lemuria. Here we go. There are four of you, and between you, many more careers than that. You started out as a fisherman, became a sailor, and eventually a pirate. Now you are a mercenary. As long as you pay me, I don't care why you want me to do the thing. The tall woman was a gladiator, before becoming a doctor, and finally an assassin. My intimate knowledge of biology is super handy for knowing where to stick a stiletto for a quick, silent death. The unusual person, hidden in voluminous robes, and covered in amulets and protective runes, was a scribe, then a priest, before becoming a student of magic. The great thing about magic is that you never stop learning, they will often say, when they want you to stop talking. The last guy has been some variation on warrior for his whole life. He's scary, but good to have on your side. He doesn't talk much, but if he says your food is his food at the end of a long day, maybe just give him your food and make yourself some more. You've been hired by a shady magistrate in town to find and bring back an item that they want. The magistrate hands you a rough map of a ziggurat in the jungle far to the south and tells you a ship is waiting. You travel by galley along the coast. The sun beats down and the sound of the oars is hypnotic. You have no duties on the ship, so you can just relax and watch the blue water speed by. Upon reaching the ancient city ruins marked on the map, you disembark with some greedy, motivated sailors willing to help you for a cut of whatever loot you may find. You hike through a dense jungle on an ancient stone road that is a path littered with rocky rubble for most of the way. You camp about halfway to the ziggurat and lose half of your sailor henchmen. Vines come out of the dark at night and take them away, never to be seen again. You still have a few of the sailors with you, but they are not as eager and motivated as they had been. Now, here you are, finally, at the massive ziggurat rising up out of the jungle. Why do they call it that, you wonder aloud. Call it what, says the wizard irritably. A ziggurat. It's more like a square pyramid, or a rectangular stepped tower surmounted by a temple, or a terraced compound of successively receding stories or levels in it. But like many things, there is no answer, or at least nobody in your party gives you one, and you all proceed into the forbidding darkness of the open entrance once you've worked out your marching order. There is some jockeying for position between the wizard, the assassin, and the henchman. Torches guttering, the light playing against weird ancient murals of the wall, you make your way further into the tomb. You're looking for a specific sword for the magistrate, and anything else you find of value, you can keep. It's a sweet gig, and it will probably be a piece of cake. However, it is not a piece of cake. You find an old pit trap in disarmament, but while arguing loudly about the best way to deal with it, go around it, jump over it, go down into it, take anything we might find, and climb back up the other side, you are attacked by lizard men. 
The lizardmen, as you know, are dangerous. Armed with swords and clubs lined with obsidian teeth, and armored in chain and plate, they're best avoided. Lizardmen are not welcome around human settlements because they see people as inferior mentally, but superior as foodstuff. They also do a lot of property damage when they come raiding. People don't like that. So you find yourself in a battle royale in the dark. The wizard was surprised because he was totally not paying attention and has nothing prepared, spell-wise. So he's fighting defensively. The assassin is suddenly nowhere to be found, and you and the warrior have to keep your attackers at bay. Luckily, you've just started your adventuring day, and you're feeling especially flush with heroism. You use this heroism to good effect, laying into the lizard men like Conan and occultists, mowing them down in droves, diving between their legs to come up behind them, jumping onto the warrior's back to dive onto the lizard men's leader when he least expects it. The assassin, too, is back, appearing out of the shadows and stabbing the unaware in spleens, pancreas, hearts, and kidneys. It's too bad these guys aren't edible, because you could have a feast of variety meats. The wizard, meanwhile, has embiggened his torch and seems to be holding the bright noonday sun in his hand, providing excellent light for you to work with, but blinding the dark-dwelling lizardmen. Before long, the filthy creatures are vanquished, and you exchange hearty laughter with each other to remind yourselves that you're still alive and keep out the post-battle thoughts of what could have been. That's maybe a little dark, so take a minute to pull yourself out of the dank, forbidding tomb, and enjoy a deep breath. Exhale slowly, bringing your stress and heart rate down. We're not in any hurry here, so maybe take another breath and stretch a little. There you go. Know this, adventurer. You are now back in the tomb, searching for the special sword you've been hired to find. You make your way towards the center of the massive ziggurat, fighting rats the size of pigs, droves of undead warriors, an exceptionally large white ape, and the skeletons of those buried with the ancient king long ago. By the time you reach the large central chamber, you're feeling substantially less heroic and concerned about any fights you may still have ahead of you. You sense in your bones that there won't be any second chances from this point out. The wizard suggests leaving the tomb, resting and sleeping with a nice meal, and coming back tomorrow, when you're all feeling heroic again. There is some back and forth about this, as it has merit, and nobody wants to die. But the assassin points out that any remaining enemies will be on their back foot right now, and possibly still unaware of the party at this time. If you leave and come back, surely they will have fortified and rested too, and possibly conjured up new traps and enemies that you'd have to fight. Better to go on rest and feeling of heroism be damned. This conversation got a little heated and loud, too, and attracted a group of minor demons who attacked just as you were deciding to go on. Luckily, the wizard was prepared this time, and along with some odd gestures and even stranger words, threw fire from his torch at hairy, vaguely monkey-shaped demons in the shape of a flaming ball, killing them all before they could come close. Ahead of you lies the central chamber, chock full of the bones of soldiers and horses buried with the ancient king, the sarcophagi of his wives and children, and there in the center is a raised platform with a huge throne on it. Judging by the large, armored skeleton sitting on the regal seat, the king must have been seven feet tall. His skull is oddly shaped, oblong, and his teeth are numerous, long, and sharp. You suggest that the assassin climb up and get the sword, but she is reluctant, and soon the party is arguing about who is going to go, 
The king's skeleton, honestly, is frightening, especially in your current state of very low heroism levels. The argument continues until you all hear the sound of metal and bone scraping against the stone and look over to realize the ancient king is now standing and holding the sword you came to get. The giant armored skeleton jumps to the ground in two shakes of a lamb's tail, much to your surprise and alarm. The undead king is moving quickly and fluidly and gnashing its prodigious set of teeth as it approaches you. The wizard mumbles something about falling back and produces a large diamond. The assassin's eyes glitter at this little surprise, despite imminent death. What else does the wizard have stashed in the folds of their robe? More mumbling from the wizard, but this time you can only hear something about a spell of the second magnitude. The wizard quickly consults their portable clock, then slashes their palms and bleeds all over the diamond. Their many amulets and crystals flare with light, and they chant in a guttural, spitting language, louder than you've ever heard them before. Now the giant skeleton king is among you, slashing with his sword, grabbing with his large bony hand. In moments, the warrior is wounded by a sword slash and knocked to the ground. The assassin is wounded and sorely pressed, and you yell to the wizard, Whatever you're going to do, do it now. Producing an arrow, the wizard quickly ties the diamond to it with sinew. Don't miss, they mumble to you as they pass the arrow over. The range is close, but you must avoid hitting your friends. Pulling back the bow, time seems to stand still for a moment, and then you let go. The arrow screams out and into the bony skull of the ancient king. There's a bright, blinding flash and a sound like a tornado. When your vision returns, the sword is lying in front of you, as well as the diamond that had been on the arrow. The wizard picks up the diamond and chuckles. You and the others surround him to look, and much to your amazement, inside is a tiny, toothy skeleton, like an insect in amber. They don't call me Rodina Ivanovich for nothing, says the wizard, in a clear, loud tone, and throws the diamond into one of their many pockets. Time to go, you say, as the tomb begins to shake, the ancient magics that kept it standing beginning to weaken. The trip back through the jungle is quick, as you do not stop to make camp. Upon reaching your galley at the shore, you feast and sleep as the rowers take you home. Upon finally reaching your destination, you present the sword to the shady magistrate who hired you, and you are paid handsomely. You spend all the money on carousing, gambling, new equipment, and donations to temples. Doing this brings important lessons of a different kind, but before long, you are broke again. So it goes. Time to leave the city for new adventures and epic riches. Thank you for joining me. I hope I brought you some relaxation and maybe a smile. Until next time, this has been your close personal friend Brian with another installment of Old School Relaxation. Mm-hmm.